Welcome to another episode of Devil's Talking Padres. Uh, this is the final trade deadline recap podcast because the trade deadline, of course, has now passed. It's now passed 1 p.m. Eastern time. I'm Dominic Stern, joined as always by Bobby Murphy. We got two trades to talk about today. Bobby, how are you doing today? I'm doing good today, Dom. Super excited after that. Super excited after that Clevenger trade, and probably the most excited I've been as a Padres fan in 10, 15 years. Oh, yeah, I was up early knowing that uh, there was probably going to be a trade early. I also had class this morning. That's why I wasn't able to uh, to record this podcast with you earlier. But uh, we're here now. We're recording about it. And this was a crazy trade that involved nine players. And the Potters got Mike Clevenger, uh, starting pitcher from the Indians. He's obviously the main part of this trade. Greg Allen, speedy outfielder, actually a San Diego native. A player to be named later in exchange for catcher Austin Hedges, right-handed pitcher Kyle Quantrill, Josh Naylor, and then three prospects, shortstop slash middle infielder Gabriel Arias, uh, middle infielder Owen Miller, left-handed pitching prospect Joey Cantillo. So those are the six people who are in exchange for those three. What were your original thoughts on this trade? I love this trade, Dom. I know we did give up a lot, but a lot of those guys are expendable. Of course, Hedges, after we just acquired two catchers. Naylor, after we just acquired Moreland, they were both expendable. So I'm totally fine trading those guys. I know we've had Hedges for a while, but I understand it's time for him to go, especially after we just got two more guys, especially Austin Nola, who I can't wait to see hit. Uh, and the three prospects are 7, 9, and 11 prospects, Arias, Cantillo, and Miller, respectively. But I love this trade. All, a bunch of these guys we needed to give up a lot for Mike Clevenger, and we did, and that's what we needed, a top starting pitcher. Yeah, I absolutely love it as well. I've always been a big Mike Clevenger fan, and the fact that he went out with some friends following a game and he got caught out there ends up being a really good thing for the Padres as they are now able to bolster the rotation with him. Mike Clevenger has been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball uh, over his career, which is not a small amount. He started 88 games, made 101 appearances. He's got a 3.20 ERA, 1.196 whip. Those are insanely good numbers for a starting pitcher in 523 innings. And on this year, he's only made four starts because he was promoted to the minor leagues after he was caught out. Uh, 22 innings, 21 strikeouts, 1.368 whip, and a 3.18 ERA. Uh, last year, he was amongst the best pitchers in baseball. 2.71 ERA in 126 innings. It, that, that's elite stuff from a pitcher. And those career numbers are, they're inflated from his 5.26 ERA in 2016 when he was a rookie. And Mike Clevenger is going to hit the free agent market until after the 2022 season. So the Potters still getting it for two years after this shortened season. What are your thoughts on Mike Clevenger? Yeah, Dom, I can't wait to see Clevenger in the Brown. He's been amazing, as you said, his whole career. Since 2017, pretty much his first full season as an Indian in the majors, he had a 3.11 ERA. And this year, as you said, 3.18 ERA. And with the great numbers, great strikeout numbers. And his just his ERA and whips have been very good his whole career. And he should be the ace of our pitching staff. Definitely. Wipeout slider. Really good fastball and curveball to go along with it. He's just an elite starting pitcher. Other player acquired in the deal, Greg Allen, young outfielder. You know, he, he's nothing special. Uh, definitely a below average hitter, but you never know. Potters might need him late in game. Another guy that can play center field. 
Uh, I don't think there's really much there. Let's talk about what the Padres sent back to the Cleveland Indians. So let's obviously start with Austin Hedges. And Austin Hedges has been the centerpiece of Padres for a little bit. He's currently the longest tenured Padre uh, as he did make his debut in 2015, and he was also a guy that was just in the Padres system for a long time and never was really great at the plate. Uh, I mean, that that was never what he was expected to do either, but he's always been an elite catcher defensively, and I, I'm bummed to see him go even though his bat was becoming a severe problem. Yeah, Dom, I totally can back you up on that. Uh, his his hitting numbers have not been good, and they've actually been very awful. Been probably one of the worst hitters in the league over the last few years. But I mean, the only reason why we really had him was because of his defense. He has top notch defense, one of the best in the league for for catchers. And it of course it is sad to see him go, having seen him here for five years. But it was it was time to go for him, time to part ways, especially as we mentioned acquiring Austin Nola and Jason Castro. Yeah, I feel like Austin Hedges was only able to be traded because, like you mentioned, Nola and Castro were acquired. Second player and probably the player I'm most bummed about being traded, Cal Quantrill, uh, pitcher, was originally brought to be a starting pitcher. He's ended up pitching a lot out of the bullpen this year, and he's been really good. 17 innings, 2.6 ERA, and 1.327 whip, 18 strikeouts. He's found himself in a lot of jams, but he's finding ways out of them, and he's he's proven that he's actually going – He's probably going to be a capable pitcher at some point in the major leagues. Are you happy that we moved off from Quantrill, or do you see this as just taking advantage of his value? Um, I really, I wouldn't say I'm happy because he's been one of our best guys. Obviously, he was the kind of long reliever or spot starter, but he was also great out of the bullpen this year. This year, as you mentioned, his numbers have been very good this year: 2.6 ERA, and he's he was one of the guys in that bullpen and again spot starter who. Were, was pretty solid for the whole year. Not many guys in our bullpen have been great besides Pomerantz. Of course, they've been pretty inconsistent. So it does suck to see Quantrill go. But as we both know, you're going to have to give up a lot to get a top-notch starting pitcher. Yep. And the final major leaguer that was acquired in this deal was Josh Naylor, left-handed slugger. Uh, doesn't really have a spot on the Padres, so this makes a ton of sense to move on from him. 278 batting average, 316 OBP, 417 slugging percentage. It's an OPS plus of 102. He's been playing some outfield, playing some DH on the year. And from a splits point of view, at least platoon-wise, he's kind of confusing because he hits a lot better for average against left-handed hitters. Obviously, that's a much smaller sample size. But he does a good job of getting on base against right-handed pitchers, and he's much better slugging-wise against left-handed pitchers. So Naylor is really interesting. Uh, what do you think about treating him? Yeah, I mean, Naylor, it was, oh, first of all, I just want to say his, his home run in his last at bat as a Padre, that was an absolute bomb. And I will miss seeing his hat fall off every single time he makes a play. But um, again, acquiring Mitch Moreland, he was, as I said, expendable. So I'm not really surprised that we traded him. And as you said, we don't really have a spot for him. He was playing pretty solid this year. Uh, kind of cooled off in the last week besides that home run, but still he's a good player to have on the bench, and I'm glad to see him uh, teaming up with Fremel Reyes again. His brother is also a part of the Indians farm system. And so the last three prospects that were sent over in this trade were Joey Cantillo, Owen Miller, and Gabriel Arias. 
And these three guys, they all had a ton of promise. We're all kind of blocked. Arias at shortstop, third base. Uh, you've always got Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado there. Owen Miller at second base. The emergence of Jake Cronenworth really blocked that spot this year. And then Joey Cantillo, you got a pretty solid starting pitching staff right now, and you got a ton of guys that are deemed to be in front of them with obviously Mackenzie Gore, Luis Patino, and even Ryan Weathers. Uh, what do you think about moving on from these three prospects? Yeah, I was I was totally fine with it. As I said earlier, on number seven, nine, and eleven prospects. So the thing I'm happy about. We didn't trade any of our top four prospects in this trade, and that was the big thing that are making Padres fans happy about this. And, of course, as you mentioned, Arias and Miller are both blocked in the infield. All four guys in our infield are pretty much, I don't want to say, not stuck there, but they have that spot. And for the next five-plus years, a bunch of those guys, or all of those guys, I'll have a lot of team control for the future. So the one that I'm most sad about, I'd say, is Cantelo. He was amazing last year in Fort Wayne. And uh, he's he's a young pitcher, and he's going to be great in the future. None of these three guys, I don't think, will of course will will be a star like of course Tatis, but no one will be up to his level. But I could see but the, any of these three guys being great contributors, especially Cantillo. But in acquiring Clevenger, we were going to have to give a starting pitcher, and Quantrill and Cantillo are those two guys that we parted ways with. Definitely, I look at this trade, I see Gabriel Arias is a potential replacement for Francisco Lindor. Lindor, a free agent following next season. Cleveland's shown that they kind of want to move on from Lindor or if they get the right deal to move on from him. So if they do do that, Arias is a possible replacement for him. Killed it in single A last year. And that was with the bat. Everyone knows that he's an insane fielder. Uh, he's been touted as a better fielder than Fernando Tatis Jr. And we all know as Padres fan, that's saying a lot. Owen Miller, like I already mentioned, uh, he, he was in line to possibly get some playing time at second base this year with it being up for grabs. But then Jake Cronenworth really just established himself as a second baseman for the future this year, likely going to be the National League Rookie of the Year, barring a breakdown from him in the second half of the year. Then Cantillo, uh, like you mentioned, he was really good in low-A ball last year. He's got a really good mindset. It seems like he's really determined to prove a lot of people wrong, given that he was a late-round draft pick. Uh, it's obviously frustrating to see him go, but... Padres got a really good starting pitcher to help them possibly win a championship. And that's what you want as a Padres fan. Uh, zero complaints for me on this trade. Uh, traded a lot of expendable guys, like you said. I think that's a perfect word. Uh, you obviously would have liked to keep these guys, but when the deal was right, it made sense to move on from them. So let's talk about this other trade. Uh, this one came down right after the trade deadline passed. AJ Caspell basically was aware that this trade was happening. He said the Potters are making a trade. It's going to be announced shortly, and it came through. Potters acquired right-handed relief pitcher Taylor Williams from the Mariners, and Taylor Williams has a very talented arm. I'll say that, but he definitely has some command issues, and on the year, he's got a 5.93 ERA in 13 innings pitched, 19 strikeouts, 1.39 whip. Remember him because the Potters started the rally when Will Myers hit the walk-off home run. It was off of Williams that they got all the runs, and then Altavilla came in, and then he surrendered the, the final blow in that inning. But really talented arm, throws hard. Uh, you can definitely tell he's a talented pitcher, but when uh, when it starts to go wrong, he's, he's a typical relief pitcher. What do you think about this trade? 
Yeah, this trade, I mean, it's really just more depth, and we really just traded trade a player to be named later, so it won't, it won't be anyone big, of course, someone that's not on the 60-man roster. So I'm fine with this trade, not giving away really anything or not much, and it's just some more bullpen depth, and it's our third reliever that we've gotten from the Mariners this weekend. Yeah, starting to uh, take away from the Seattle Mariners bullpen. Obviously, they did get a nice stack of relief pitchers and just prospects in general from the Padres in that previous trade. But the, all, it's going to be really interesting to see who the Padres sent back in return for this trade. It's not going to be someone on the 60-man player pool, which, of course, has just been uh, jumbled following the trades this week. But following today, what are your expectations for the rest of the season for the Padres? Oh, God. Um, as I have been saying over and over again, I'm super excited. I cannot wait. And we got pretty much exactly what we needed. The only thing that we really didn't get was an outfielder. It wasn't a necessary need as much as bullpen help and a starting pitcher and, of course, catcher. But uh, we we have some options. We have Profar, Jorge Mateo. Again, we now have Greg Allen, uh, the San Diego native, as you mentioned, from San Diego State and Hilltop High School in Chula Vista. So welcome home, Greg Allen. But for the rest of the season, I'm just expecting us to, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, just do even better than we were in the first half. Our schedule is looking pretty favorable and just cruise our way into the playoffs and see how it goes from there. We have the pitching depth and we have an amazing starting lineup now that should scare the whole league once we get to the playoffs. Yeah, if you didn't think the Potters were a possible championship contender coming into today, that changed. So that's going to wrap up this podcast. We thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure to check out our other two podcasts recapping the other trades. First one, just the Trevor Rosenthal trade. That was the only one that went down two days ago on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we recapped three big trades. So if you want to take a listen to those, go check those out. You can find those on our Anchor page or our Spotify page, Devils Talking Padres. I'm Dominic Stern, joined, as always, by Bobby Murphy. You can follow us on Twitter at DMStern19 for me and at BobbyMurphy2000 for Bobby. This is an East Village Times podcast. Uh, go check out our content at eastvillagetimes.com. Uh, our fellow writer, Evan wrote a really good piece on this trade and uh, you should go check that out. Follow on Twitter at EBT underscore news. And if you'd like to be a guest on our future podcast, DM Bobby or I on Twitter. And with that, we thank you for tuning in and we will catch you next time. Go Padres.